Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked in. It is our Super Bowl edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Um, we're here. We made it to the end of the NFL season. Um, you know, one of the more crazy playoff runs, I would say, Mike, in the NFL last couple years, right? We had big upsets, number one seeds both going down. You had, te- you had the quote-unquote the super team. We got the other team that no one expected to even win five games this year, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Lots of stuff to go over, lots of depth to go over. We're also going to be talking Senior Bowl this week as well because the Lions were coaching there. Uh, we're going to have our first mock draft of the season as well. That's right. Mock draft season is in full effect, and we're locked and loaded and ready to go for that. And we're also going to be doing some check-ins as we kind of approach all-star breaks for both the NBA and NHL. We're checking in on those Detroit Red Wings. We're checking in on the Detroit Pistons. So lots of stuff to go over today, guys. So let's just jump right in. Biggest topic, obviously, Super Bowl, right? Biggest game and the biggest sport of the year. Um, We got the Rams. Technically, the away team. Is it just yes. alternate every year? Yeah. AFC? Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, my dad asked me that, and he was. I was like, I think it just alternates. Yeah, no it's the same what. thing with all the like the conference championship games. Yeah, and that's stuff. what I thought. They alternate every yeah, year. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, um, so we got the Rams actively at their home play or home field, which is the second time in back to back years, and the second time ever that's yeah, ever happened. That's crazy. Crazy to me. Somebody, uh, I was listening to the My World Jeff Jarrett podcast, and mm-hmm. he's a big football fan. And he was like, Roger Goodell is the best Booker. Ever. He goes, he just, how do you get the Rams in the Super Bowl? And it's just like at their home field, it's like everything just sums up nicely. Um, but we've got, uh, yep, they got, we got the Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, on their roads to get here, obviously, the, the Rams win the NFC West. They defeat the Cardinals at home. Then they go to Tampa to knock off the defending Super Bowl champions, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go back home. To defeat the sixth seed, San Francisco 49ers, get their first win in three attempts in that round. And that's how we got there. Cincinnati first going uh, hosting, right? They win the NFC, or the AFC North, right? Yes. AFC North. Yes. Beat the Raiders in a close game uh, with the phantom whistle call. But you know, that doesn't mean really anything at the I end know, of the day. But anyway. um, then they go on the road, defeat the number one seed Tennessee Titans. So we thought that's the worst one seed ever, but it's fine. And then they go on the road again to defeat what everyone thought was the real one seed, the Kansas City Chiefs, um, in a stunning upset coming back down from 21 down. Um, big win for JB and the gang. Um, and Joe, they're there. Joe Billy, baby. Yeah, Joe Burrow's there. Yeah, Mr. Joe Cool. Joe Cool. Uh, you've got the disciple of Sean McVay, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Zach even, Taylor. Zach Taylor. Who everyone's like, who the hell is Zach Taylor when they yeah. hired him? And Still don't like Zach Taylor. Yeah, but... he's like he was like 4-20 before before this season, and now yep. they're in the Super Bowl, and everyone's like, Zach Taylor's the greatest coach ever. It's crazy what one <laughs> season can do, man. He's, he's not the best coach um, Not very good at but all. But here we are. Um, we're here, Mike. We're here. Yeah. Um. Talk to me just, you know, on the optics of this game, right? I, I what is do we have the Vegas line right now for this? Yeah, so chance? yeah, so they have the Rams favored by four and a half. Okay, it started at um, three and a half when the, when it opened. I, I think it I think it went up. Yes, it did. I so I think the I think because the Rams are technically home, yeah, that I think helps. I think it helps. Absolutely. Also, the funny thing is though, is that the Rams and Chargers both really don't have home field because 
LA is not really their home yet, yeah, technically. Right. So like, uh, like, like the 49ers filled up that oh, arena yeah. last weekend. Yeah. They said and it I, was like seventy. And I, and I bet Cincinnati will try to do the same because yeah. I think they, this because of the Super Bowl though. I think they're gonna have an easier time getting Rams fans in there. No, I agree. Like but celebrity appeal and all. Yeah, that stuff. I, I agree with that. Yeah. But at the same time, like Cincinnati is in the same boat where like the Lions were, where yeah. like they haven't been there. Oh, yeah. I mean, Lions have been there ever. Yeah. But like Cincinnati has been there since like the eighties yeah. or early nineties or whatever it was. Yeah. Like ninety one was their last. Playoff was, win yeah, though, yeah. so like this is like their miracle run year. So like they're like they're probably gonna jam back. Say, oh no, I mean they'll, they'll they'll get around there, but yeah. I don't know if they'll ever get back here. Yeah. So this is like their one year yeah, wonder. This is, I think this is definitely gonna be. I mean, I, you're definitely gonna see a lot more LA fans than you saw in the Niners because the Niners are in state, obviously, right? Yeah. So that obviously helps. But you're right though, Cincinnati's gonna try to pack this. Is gonna yeah. try to pack this place if they can. Um, so four and a half favorites right now. The Rams are, and I think honestly, I think that's a fair line, quite frankly. Um. The Rams have been a pretty good team pretty much throughout the year. I know they yeah. had a bit of a, a spell there in the middle of the year where they kind of we lost three in a row, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, here we go. Um, but since then, I mean, when you look at the, the run that they went on, right, you beat, a, um, you come back and get a win against Baltimore. You, you drop a game against the, the Niners, right, but you still wind up winning the division. You beat the Cardinals soundly. You go into Tampa, handle it there. You beat the Niners, a team you've lost six straight against. I mean, they're playing really good. I would say complementary football, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to go into kind of how the AFC and NFC title games kind of went on. But um, looking at this, though, I think that right now the Rams, overall, when they're playing good teams, not when they're beating the crap out of the Bears on Monday Night Football. I'm talking about when they play good teams. I think mm-hmm. right now are playing really good complementary football mm-hmm. where it's not one guy. It's not Aaron Donald destroying, you know, yeah. whatever. It's not Stafford throwing for six touchdowns. It's not Cooper Cup, you know, having four touchdown receptions. It's... It's everybody playing a part in each individual win, except for Sean McVay, who's trying to give games away. Yes. With his poor clock management. Holy crap. Um, yeah. But we'll get into that in a second. Um, talk to me about how you feel about the Bengals going into this game, because they're the hot team. They're a team yeah. nobody wants to see. Um, it's it's a, it's a whirlwind type for, thing for me. Yeah, the, the Bengals are tough for me, because yeah. they are a team that I don't think is necessarily good. Yeah, but they're somehow good. Yeah, like they're, it's that, weird. And they, they're don't win, yeah. win, they don't win pretty. Let's no, they they don't win pretty no, ever. No. But they 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 have like that weird will to win. Mm-hmm. Where like I don't like I go into this game and I do have, I will probably so like through this whole week I've been yep. very. This is the first Super Bowl I can remember, yep. like legitimately remember yep. that I'm like truly up in the air and who I think is gonna win this one. Yep. Like I don't have any Agreed. like like strong point on either side because yep. i'm like i think the rams are a better team overall yes, but the bangles like their road that they went on to get here is much up. more impressive and they play up and they play up to people and they just like don't mm-hmm. stop for no. some reason like no. like sure, they had no reason coming back in that game against no the they, they had no reason to come back against the chiefs they really had no reason to beat the titans yep. and they went into both in one seat and two seat and beat mm-hmm. both of them so i'm like yep. i don't know maybe there's something in the water in cincinnati that's just getting them <laughs> the funny thing is i think the bills would have demolished this team yeah um I think with the bills, how they're built I think the bills beat the chiefs if they get the coin toss i know you you have to stop them i get that but at the same time not even that i think if you just yeah. stop that 13 sec like if yeah. you just like play right. normal defense yeah. you stop them i think there's a very strong I, chance that I they need beat this the- show to get accredited by some nfl team so we can go to these press conferences so that i can the first question I don't even care what the other topic is. Beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robin Dyke from Brian Allen's Sports Podcast. Dan Campbell. 
Um, can you promise me to never go to prevent defense? Ever? Ever. ever? It's Just so don't do awful. It. I will take you losing on an 80-yard pass yeah. that you ran regular base coverage in rather than running prevent and letting them dink and dunk you down the field and get you by a field goal. Yeah. I will take that. Every single time. I will too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Bengals to me, they're just like those underdogs that just like never go. They're like the pesky little kids that just won't go away. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me in good conscience to bet against them because I bet against them three twice. Yeah. Not three times, twice. And I've lost both of those bets. Yeah. So it's This toss-up. team reminds me a lot of the nine and seven year that the Lions won seven, had seven fourth quarter comebacks. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yes. Because defensively they show flashes of being really good and other times you go they can't stop anybody Mm -hmm. you don't have anybody on this defense where you go wow that i mean even trey hendrickson he's their big free agent signing he's got double digit sacks i get that but he's not he's not the oh man we got a dominic and sue we've got shaq bear whoever tj wise so their cornerback situation got eli apple who flamed out in new york you've got you know um i mean you just have you know Jesse Bates, I guess. Is a I mean, safety. Yeah, yeah, he's a good safety, but not, not everyone's like, holy crap, this dude is the yeah. second coming, right? Um, and the offense, same way, right? Joe Burrow just gives you a chance to win football games. You've got a clear number one receiver in Jamar Chase. Everyone just kind of doing their role, mm-hmm. um, and and just just doing enough, mm-hmm. just doing enough. The offensive line trying to hold people oh, for two boy. seconds if and they can. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on that because that's that uh, for me is the biggest indicator on both sides. But real quick, let, let's go back. I want to I want to take a step back here though. I want to talk about the AFC and yeah. NFC title games as they played out. Let's start with Cincinnati first. They go down early, right? It's 21 to 3, yes. I believe. 21 to 3. The Chiefs blow a chance to get three more at minimum at the yes. end of the half, which looking back now is definitely what gives Cincinnati some life because yes, you is. get a stop and now you're like yeah. we're not it out is, of it. It, yet. it is is all on Mahomes too yeah. cuz yeah. I think Mahomes not knowing the clock. No, not at all. Didn't know he, they didn't have any timeouts. Bad time management. Yeah. Altogether. See, and like the idea is, I think, because Mahomes, if you go under the assumption that Mahomes thought they had a timeout, yeah. the play's not that bad, really. Yeah. But it, like in terms of you didn't have a timeout, it's the worst play call you could ever have. Yeah. But like, it's too tricky. Yeah. Too tricky. They got too tricky, but they were like, the idea was, all right, let's get Tyreek Hill into space. If he makes a guy miss, you could score. If not, he goes down, you call a timeout, and then you kick a field goal. Yeah. Problem is, you didn't have the timeout to call. And you show it when Mahomes is running off the field trying to call the timeout, and he's looking around and no one's accepting the timeout. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Cincinnati goes in at half, right down twenty-one to three, and then the collapse really it is. A collapse. And and Cincinnati's defense, I don't think we're talking enough about the job they did. I I know <clears throat> quarterbacks get the love, and I and I'll get to JB in a second, but this defense held the Chiefs' offense. Fully healthy Chiefs offense. This isn't Chad Henney running the offense mm-hmm. here. This isn't missing Kelsey and Hill and everything else. To three points. To three points in the second half. And I think that's something. When's that, the last time that's happened? Uh, Super Bowl last year, probably was when Super they got Super Bowl last down. year, and then they had a Colts game in the middle of the year. Yeah. Um. It was like right after Mahomes got hurt, he yeah. came back, but he was like not the. He was yeah, like doing the same. This, yeah, yeah, he was not the same. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. No. But I will say something about the Chiefs that's weird. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that Mahomes either internally or something has to fix is he shuts down very quickly yeah, in situations. Look, yeah, he's like, immediately the weird state. thing is, so we brought up a stat last week where he's 3-1 yeah. and one yeah. in games where they have an FPI of like less than 5% chance of winning. Right. Like there right. was the Super Bowl where they won. Yeah. There was the uh, which one, 24-0 to game against the Texans. Yeah. And then there was... 
the Bills game. Yep. Those right, are the three yeah. games where at one point in the game there was yep. less than five percent chance you had a winning, yep. and you ended up winning that game. Mm-hmm. And they won all those games by like double digits too, which right. was crazy. Uh, except the Bills one. Um, but it's weird because you say that, but at the same point, there are points this year where the defense didn't look good, and Mahomes is like, I don't know what's going on, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know how to fix it. And that's what it looked like in this game where the defense was starting to let Joe Burrow cook and get back into the game, and the pressure started to get on. It was like, I don't know how to run this offense anymore. Well, and, and like through the whole third quarter, it was yeah. like I like he was missing throws. People were just Terrible. dropping passes. That, like, offense, it, their was, offense was Their awful. offense was downright anemic in the second yeah. half. It was. It and, was I, and I think you can attribute the most to not having a consistent run game they had no run game. No well, run they have no game. run game they, ever. They, they abandoned but, it. They abandoned, yeah, but they abandoned yeah. it. But yeah. it's at the same point, you're up 11 at that yeah. point because it was 21 to 10, and you have to you have to incorporate the run somehow. Mm-hmm. You have to at least do now, some kind McKinnon of run. I in the playoffs played well for them. Right? And they I, have, yeah. yeah. So he's played well, which is why I thought it was crazy that they were like, let's just pass the ball all three times and go three and out. I was like, I don't understand that logic Chiefs, of it. I, I and I I kind of believe this a little bit. I think the Chiefs thought that. They could just win it without really having to game plan for what Cincinnati is going to change. Like yeah. I don't think that. I think it's very typical. Car or Lions second half no adjustments under the Terrell Austin defense type thing mm-hmm. where the first half Lions defense would look great, right? Mm-hmm. Hold them to seven points, right? We're up twenty one seven. Second half no adjustments made. The other team made adjustments, and now we're losing twenty four twenty one. Yeah. I felt very much like that was this type of game for Kansas City where they came and went, oh, well, we could have scored there. We would have went out 28-3. We're fine. They haven't stopped us all game. Mm-hmm. And they didn't change anything. They didn't attempt to do it. And I thought Mahomes in this game in particular looked like he was not willing to sit in the pocket no. and just stand there. He was running around forever, and he was making bad decisions. Yeah. And he almost fumbled the game away he earlier. Did. He did. He they almost, they almost, didn't, make yeah, they almost didn't even need overtime. So to me, it was like, I just didn't think that he, in that game in particular, nothing about his game in the second half looked, he looked completely out of sorts. Yeah. He looked like a like the cra- The crazy part is, is if you showed a non-football fan yeah. the first half, mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, is that guy the best quarterback, quarterback in football? Yeah. And then if you showed the same person, yeah. like or a different person, the second half, you're like... Like, is he a top five, is he a top yeah. 10 quarterback? Right. And you're like, yeah, he's the best quarterback in football. Right. Did not believe you. No. Like, no one no. would ever believe you. And that's how, like, crazy of a mix is. Where I think Joe Burrow, if you just showed his highlight reel, they're like, yeah, he's a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Like, because he just had a consistent, like, yep. good day. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything special. Nope. He was just having a good day. Yeah. He played quarterback. He yeah. did, he did, he just didn't, he did he enough. That's a big to, mistake. Yeah, he that's did enough to win the game. Exactly. And that's all you needed to do. Um, you know, spe- speaking of, of the offense, though, right? You know, the Jamar Chase connection, obviously, it's, it's, there. it's, it's there all day long, right? Um, talk to me, though, about I would say that this offensive line deserves a lot of credit in this game. I mean, Mahomes was sacked more than Burrow was in this game. Yes. Now, the Chiefs don't have a holy crap defensive line, but you've got Melvin Ingram. You've got Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got Frank Clark. There are pieces on that defensive yes. line that can definitely rush the passer when need be. Um and we didn't hear a damn one of them. I like so. So what I noticed was they they used so the Chiefs defense mm-hmm. because they got torched by Cincinnati in Week 16 or 17 yep. or whatever it yep. was. Yep. Yep. Um, their their adjustment was all right. We're just going to double Jamar Chase yep. and see what happens. Yep. The problem with that is they doubled him by using their best corner and yep. their best That's safety yep. to guard him, which is totally the wrong idea. Right. When, like T. Higgins, H-L-I. Because T Higgins is. 
eating you alive with the second corner. Like, so when Seattle used to run that defense, they would put numbnuts, um, what's his face, on the other other side. And they put Sherman on the second receiver. So Sherman could do one-on-one very easily on the one guy. And then uh, I think his name was like something Sneed. I think it was like a Sneed or something. was on the other side. And then Earl Thomas would sit over the top. And then you had Cam Chancellor roaming the middle of the field. Like that's how Seattle's defensive secondary would work. And that makes sense to me. I go, all right, yeah. And then Jalen Ramsey does the same thing where he takes the second guy, totally locks him out, and the other side does the same thing. And and Devontae Adams, who he just gets cooked by every yeah. single time. I think it's hysterical. Good God. But, um, yeah, their adjustment was, let's put our best corner and best safety on him. I was like, so you're going to, so T. Higgins was just running quick slants all day, all day long. All day. Tyler Boyd and, yeah. well, C.J. Uzma got hurt, but yeah. like the other tight end who mm-hmm. came in, they were all just like five yards in, five yards in, yeah, five they, yards they in. And they over the top. There no. was no big plays by Cincinnati. No, not really. Outside I mean, of the, the Perrine run big, and yeah. Mixon had a good run. Yeah. Outside of those two, the Perrine yeah. touchdown yeah. and the Mixon run, outside of that, it was all, all right, five yards and go, five That's yards and go. Cuts, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And and Chiefs never adjusted to maybe put and I their think best corner on the other side. And I think that's going to be the game plan um, for, to, to, to score against this Rams team. We're going to get there in a yes. second. So let's talk about the Rams, though. And this, yeah, the Rams and Niners. Um, good job, good job, Joe Cool. Oh my goodness gracious, what a what an up and down game that was for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. Um, you know, obviously I have vested interest because Stafford's on the Rams. But outside of that, though, I thought this game was. I mean, talk about a complete and utter collapse by both teams in separate points of this game, mm-hmm. right? Where you go, McVay tried to give this game away. McVay did, did not want to win this game. Challenging plays that had no business being challenged. I don't know who's telling him to challenge these, mm-hmm. but he's an idiot and he should have been fired immediately. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, when you look at this game as a breakdown, right? Um, Rams go out first drive. Uh, Stafford throws a pick trying to fit it into a window that's not there. You know, Second drive, they go down 93 yards. They score, right? Um, Niners respond. Skoranek and Cooper Cup both drop touchdowns on back-to-back plays. Makes me want to kill myself. Um, and we go into the half 10-7, mm-hmm. right? And the the Rams definitely won the first half, but not on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. It was it was very clear from that, right? Debo Samuel had the screenplay, went for 50 because no one can tackle Debo Samuel, apparently. Nope. Um, and so second half comes around, right? And, he, you know... The Rams' offense is fine. They're not scoring a ton of points, but they're just kind of keeping them in it. The Rams' defense is just letting Debo Samuel by himself, basically. I think everyone them, does, yeah. Them. Um, the Packers did, too. Yeah. And so, you know, it's 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 a 10-point game, right? Yep. You know, it's Niners go in and score. Stafford then goes down. They score to answer, yeah. right? Then... Right, they scored. First. Well, I'm trying to remember because yeah. Stafford tried to give the game away no, no, too. No, that was later. But was that no, later? They, yeah, okay. that, they were down by three at that point. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, they were okay. down by three. Yeah, so the nine. Yeah, because they go down and score. Cooper's okay. Cup scores on the easy touchdown, the wheel route. Yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then they get a stop. Stafford gets the ball back. Second, I think it's the second first down. They get a first down, and yeah. then Stafford decides to take a shot deep. It's my one thing that I can't stand about Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. I love that man to death, but for the love of all that is holy. I don't understand what his propensity is on plays where he doesn't need to have the big shot. Mm-hmm. Why he does it once or twice a game, every game. Mm-hmm. He takes a shot where I go, you didn't need it. Mm-hmm. You didn't need it. Not in that. He did it against them a couple weeks before that when he's taking a deep shot to Odell, where I go, why? You, you can move the ball. Like, you don't, you need three. You don't need a touchdown here to go and give the game away. Almost gives the game away. Thank God, he, you know, 
I don't believe that that necessarily is the dagger for them. There was still no. like eight minutes left. I think I resent the people like, oh, that would have been the game. I go, they're down three. No, but I think I think it's, the one it's, thing it's very the, tough because the, they're playing for overtime. Yeah, the 49ers, their run game was very yeah. hard to stop in that game for the Rams. Yeah. Uh, D, especially Debo Samuel just by himself. Well, the run game wasn't. No, was the run Debo. game wasn't, but it was Debo, yeah, like was mixing Debo. in Debo. Yes. And I think that even if you take off two, three minutes off the clock, I then, correct. then even they kick a field goal, you got to force them to score. It's it's a lot it's a lot harder for the Rams to come back. Yeah, and especially with no that. timeouts, yes. then it turns into you have you have no timeouts. You have to go down the length of the field. Even yeah. if you score, then it's more closer to a tie game than yes. the yes. than the 49ers losing. And then it's like now the 49ers have three timeouts. You have no timeouts. Yeah. So if they get in a field goal range, you have no way to stop them, and then nope. you could lose. So right. So I and think that's kind of how this game plays out anyway, right? So the Rams get bailed out by Tart dropping that pick. Yes. They go down. They kick a field goal to tie it. Mm-hmm. They get a stop. They go back down. They kick a field goal. They're up by three. Minute and a half left. Yeah. Three timeouts. Niners have a chance to go win the game. And finally, the defense shows up. And No, I think finally Jimmy G showed well, up. Well, Aaron Donald gets pressure. Yeah, he does. Right? right? Forces him to make a bad throw and then pulls a, I'm just going to throw it in the end zone. He throws a Kyler. Yeah, I was going to say, he throws a Kyler Oh, Murray. my gosh. Craziness. And they intercept it. Wait, Joe over. Cool's not going to be doing Holy that. Holy crap. Um, I had a lot of takeaways from this game. First off, McVay's game management against Kyle Shanahan is atrocious. Kyle Shanahan, in big moments when he has a lead, somehow manages to give it up. So it's, I don't understand it. Um, yes, I agree with both. I, I, the biggest thing for me was, you know, everyone talks about this Rams being a super team, right? And from an outside perspective, yes. You look at the names on this team, right? And I would say yes. But like, I'm Madden? Sure. Great. Super yeah. team. No problem. But – in actual practice, they're really not. And and the numbers kind of suggest that as well. Statistically, this Rams defense is worse than last year's defense, mm-hmm. right? Their passing offense is clearly better. Their run game is worse. But for me, this game was a perfect example of how this Rams team was able to win dirty. Mm-hmm. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't hear Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, or Aaron Donald's name the whole game until that last series. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got a little Aaron Donald. Yeah. I didn't see Aaron. But, Aaron Donald made – there was no sacks on Jimmy G. No. Jimmy G was clean the whole game. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams was at 60%. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get pressure there. And I did not see their defensive line do what they did to Tampa's de- offensive line mm-hmm. just a week prior, right? Now, I don't need Aaron Donald to have six sacks a game. That's obviously a bit ridiculous. But if we're talking about Aaron Donald being one of the best defensive players ever or the best defensive player ever – for me, I cannot see you for three quarters not be a difference maker yeah. at all. And I get you're double teamed, mm-hmm. but there are plays where Lake and Tomlinson's got you one-on-one and you're not winning 30%, 40% of those battles. Yeah, That's unacceptable to me. Yeah, I see. I, I look at it slightly different. When I was – especially the final four teams, yeah. I was like, I think the Rams – if not the favorite, or or yeah. at least second, but I think they were far better oh, no, than yeah, everyone no, no, left. No. Oh, I agree. Even when you go to the eight that were left, I was like, I look at the Packers. I go, maybe the Packers, when fully healthy, can match up to you. Yeah, other than that, they beat them uh, earlier in the year, and they and they beat them earlier in the year. But other than that, I was like, the Rams team as a whole. I I'm think not saying that they're not good. I'm just good. saying from the from the perspective of it's a super team. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that narrative because statistically they have been. Worse yeah. than the year before that. Yeah, I I would I would cut cut them as a super team. Yeah. In I, my I don't, opinion, I, I look at them as yeah. a super team. I, I don't because you're looking at it and I say Odell was 
broken in Cleveland. He comes here, right? You look at Von Miller, and he goes, okay, well, he's not doing anything for Denver, so they can ship him out. Mm-hmm. He's over 30. And I, and I, like, I get it, but at the same time, I, I, I look at – I look at the Chiefs team, and I can name just as many stars in that Chiefs yeah, team. Yeah, I just I can this I, I think I think the difference with that though, it's only slightly, and I, I that's why the Chiefs are like the second. Like yeah. I think they're close, very close to each other, mm-hmm. but the Chiefs don't have the defense. Yeah, to me, right. like well, I, I take I like when you but if, they have just as many stars. Yeah, but though. when you compare to that, I'm like I would take Aaron Donald over anyone on the Chiefs defense. Oh, yeah, I take Jalen Ramsey over anyone in the Chiefs secondary. Yeah. I would take Leonard Floyd over any linebacker they have. Like yeah. there's like comparisons, yeah. even offensively. I'm like. Tyreek Hill's fast. Cooper Cup's just better. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, like, like Kelsey's the only positional player that I go, Kelsey's better right. than anything the Rams have. Well, remember, too, though, the Rams drafted Tyler Higbee. They drafted Aaron Donald. Yeah, and they, they drafted, drafted a lot of these yeah, people. Yeah, they drafted these guys, yeah. too. So and the, Chiefs did, uh, too. But, yes, yeah, so I, yeah, I agree. You know, but anyway, getting, getting back to the game, though. So Rams get this dub, right? Okay. Um, in a very, very messy game yes. overall. Like, very good messy. Lord, was it disgusting on, on so many levels. But for me... That almost lends myself to think that this team can get this done because they didn't just walk. Like, when they walked through Arizona, that didn't prove anything to me. Yeah. I go, okay, great. They beat an Arizona team that's clearly crumbling at, at its mm. seams. When they beat Tampa, though, after melting away this lead that they cultivated and coming back, right, Stafford delivering a great throw, Cup getting open, and then this game here where it feels like they were outplaying their opponent for a good chunk of the game, and yet they're losing, and you get the win. For me, it just shows another facet of this Rams team where I go, man, similar to Cincinnati, both of these teams now have been able to show resiliency yes. in getting to where they're at and where you go, man, what the hell is going to happen yeah. if one team gets a lead in this game? Yeah, so yeah, my worry for the Rams specifically against the Bengals, not really, it would have yeah. been as big against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. is if they grow a lead that's mm-hmm. 10, 14 points, I think I think Mave goes into a shell and I think the team Good stutters yeah. and I think that's... It's almost. I wouldn't be shocked. Not that the Bengals want this to happen, but like the Bengals are like down ten is probably best case scenario for us because it opens up a lot more for us. Mm -hmm. The Rams start going to sleep for whatever reason. I don't understand why why up ten points you can't just run a normal offense. You have to go run, run, run. You're the third best passing offense in the league, and yeah, we're just gonna try to run it with Cam Akers. You can't hold on the ball. Yeah, exactly. And like, and that's the stuff they'll do. And I think the Bengals can then build a whole bunch of momentum. And I think if you get the ball in the second half and it stuff goes. Right, I think the Bengals could take advantage now, will, of a slow. Of now, a I will slow say thing. this about the Rams, though, and this is something that I think that we're going to see as Burrow matures in this league as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right, is that I think Matt Stafford, and this you can call me Homer if you want, it's fine. But Matt Stafford is uniquely prepared to deal with that exact scenario, in my opinion. Right, where he is used to, where they get a lead. And they have to make that comeback in that fourth quarter. I mean, this is literally his entire yeah. Lions career. Yeah. No, I will say, I think, I think this fourth quarter of the Super yeah, Bowl is going to be insanity because I think both quarterbacks yeah. show propensity of, of coming back. Yeah. I would not be shocked if you see a Bills Chiefs yeah. style fourth quarter mm-hmm. where it's like maybe not in the last two minutes you have no. six touchdowns, but, six but like yeah. in the last quarter, yeah. if you see two three touchdowns from each team. Don't yeah. be shocked yeah. that this, that you score 42 points in the fourth quarter yeah. because these teams are so explosive mm-hmm. and neither quarterback gives in when yeah. they're down by three or seven points or okay. four points or whatever. Yeah. So getting back to my point before, anyway, I, 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 no, no, I was t- I, I'm calling back for a while here where I mentioned Cincinnati's offensive line, right? And they yeah. really hung tight against Kansas City. And I'm also going to say that equivalent 
to the Rams' offensive line. Now, Stafford was pressured a little bit more, right, than, than Jimmy G was, which is also an, not okay. But um, the, they held enough, right? Where they yeah, the, the Rams' offensive line is not nearly as good as the 49 exactly. offensive line. That's my point, That's right. Fine. So, yeah. so my, you know, and their defensive line, I mean, the Niners are the third-best defense in the league this year. Yes, I agree. Like, yeah, like, that is Rams' crazy. defense so, is crazy. No, I know. Yeah. So, or with 49ers. that being, yeah, the 49ers' defense is nuts. So, what I'm saying is, is that I think this game – as all we want to talk about Odell and Jamar Chase and Stafford and Burrow, I think it's going to come down to whose offensive line buys their skill position players enough time. Mm-hmm. Because if the Rams do what they did against Tampa, I think Burrow's going to have a hell of a time. I don't think you can take six sacks against this Rams team and win this football game. I just don't. Sorry. I think the Rams team is much better than Tennessee in this and way they're yeah. playing right now where it, I, I – you're not gonna, I don't think you're going to be able to hold their offense mm-hmm. as many times as, as they did against Tennessee, mm-hmm. is my logic, I guess. Similar with the Rams, though, right? What are the teams that have, the Rams have struggled with consistently this year? They struggled against Green Bay, Tennessee, and the Niners, right? Those are the teams that really kind of threw them for a loop. They all did what? They messed with Stafford up. Mm-hmm. They messed with the offensive line. They got to Stafford early and often, made them have to become one-dimensional, and that's where mistakes happen. So to me, especially the interior of their offensive line for the Rams, to me, this game is going to literally be won in the trenches for me mm-hmm. because whosoever defensive line forces that one more mistake than the other, I think wins this football game. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to have them. I'm going to get out on record now. I have the Rams winning this football game. I have to at this point. I, Stafford's my guy. I got to ride with him. It is what it is. But if the Bengals win, I don't think it's going to be because Burrow has five touchdowns. I think it's going to be because Burrow has two touchdowns, 200 yards, even maybe a pick. But Stafford has two touchdowns and two picks. Or mm-hmm. they have a t- two touchdowns and he gets strip-sacked. Or anchor fumbles or the rent somebody has to make one more mistake in this game mm-hmm. that they're not going to be able to recover from that's mm-hmm. going to dictate it and i think it's going to come from the d- defensive line pressure because both teams have very good defensive lines now the rams clearly better more established games but dj reader is a very good defensive tagging carl lawson very good serviceable second option trey Hendrickson was brought to cincinnati for moments like this I think that's where this game is really is on its heels is in that area. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked about that. Yeah. Uh, I think this game is more on the quarterback play okay. than anything else. Okay. I think I think I like agree with your points, yeah, yeah. but I think both quarterbacks also know that's probably the idea, yeah. and the offense is going to change yeah. to help with that. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of short. I don't think you're going to see a lot of any of no. any deep passes. passes no. I think it's going to be a lot of five yard stuff, slants. six yard slants, and out routes, like all that stuff. You see a lot of running from both teams at least through the first half. They're going to try. Um, they're going to try because they don't yep. want to give the game away, like you said. Like yep. I think if you, I, I think if someone throws an interception, I think the first pick thrown is going to like. Yeah. Do be swing. A, a, a swing, big, big swing for each, yep. each for either side. Yeah. Um, I don't think either quarterback wants to make that mistake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I well, think they it, both got some gunslinger in them though, which is do they do. And that's what, so that's the fun, fun part yeah, is where you go. Yeah, but there's a window. Yeah, like They're like, both take like Stafford window. does his thing. Yeah. But then when Joe Burrow 
like goes into so listening yeah. to the sear, the sound FX thing yeah. and listening to AFC Championship game yeah. and when they got that interception from yeah. uh, Mahomes when he threw it to the D lineman, yeah. Joe Burrow walks into the huddle and goes, "Hey, when we score, we're going for two. Yeah. And Jamar Chase is like, "I like that. Yeah. Like, let's let's get this yeah. going. Like, that's the kind of guy Joe Burrow is. Oh, so yeah, he's, like, he's gonna walk in. He's like, "We're scoring on him like, oh, right now. Like, this is what we're yeah. gonna do. You gotta have that and and so right. Joe always has that confidence in him. So to me, I'm like, I think both guys are gonna be slinging the ball away. And it's the first one to make a mistake, I think, loses probably. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for this game. I, I, it's going to be one of those things where it's, it's, it, you're in two different spots. You know, if you're Rams or Cincinnati, right? You're yes. in two different parts of your, you know, of where you're at window wise, right? I think Cincinnati is one of those things where, like, oh, we could just do this every year. I think it's going to be very challenging to do that, just I, based on yeah. So who they have to I, do I've every so year. I've looked at it now. In recollection of what yeah. I thought last year, the NBA yeah. has changed slightly, yeah. so I don't think of it as much. Okay. But when we talked about the finals last year, we talked a lot of if the Bucks win, they could probably just come back. Yeah. Like right. so, they they don't have to win because they could right. probably just come yeah. back next year. Or Where Phoenix, Phoenix was like, you, you yeah. kind of have to win because right. you don't know with the Lakers and with yeah. the Warriors and the everything. West in general. West yeah. in general. Yeah. It's like it's a lot harder to come back. Yeah. Now that kind of changes because Phoenix is out of their mind right now, so yeah. they could easily go back. But but the point. Is, but the point I, being, I know where you're going, and I'm I'm with you 100. Well, percent the point going. being though is I think the Rams, especially if Rodgers leaves the NFC for the some NFC's reason, the NFC is it's Dallas, it's the it's the NFC West, and it's who else? The NFC South does have a single good team. Take Dallas off of that list right now. I'm just saying. But continue. Well, yeah, but I mean, like when you look <laughs> at know, any team I that's know. any competitive, like yeah, if you yeah. rank the top five teams, right. if Rodgers leaves, at least three of them, four of them yeah. are from the NFC West, yeah. and then who's your fifth? Has to be Dallas because there's yeah. no one else. Maybe the Saints if they can find a quarterback. Yeah. But they also have ninety ninety million dollars in cap, so so I don't. They have to cut everybody, so I don't know who's I don't know who's competitive there. So I think the Rams have a very good chance of being the one seed next year and repeating. Where I think Cincinnati's like I have to go through Tennessee, the Colts, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the in my own my own division, the Ravens, Bengals, or uh, Browns and Steelers. Yeah, right. Like yep. that's so many more teams that the Rams have to worry about. So I don't think I think for the Bengals it's like this could be our one year wonder. Yeah. We almost have to capitalize on it. Where the Rams are like, we yeah. want to win this one, mm-hmm. but next year we could definitely do it again if we right. had to. You for know sure. what I mean? So yeah. I, I think I think Bengals almost have to win. Yeah. Um. I you know for me it gets to the one of those things where I think the Rams. I, not that they need to get it done, but I do think they need to get it done. I think it's one of those things where I think that I think that they want to bring Odell back. I think they're going to try to bring Vaughn back. I think they can, quite frankly. I think the numbers are going to be able to work um, with Goff's contract coming off their books, obviously, this yeah. year and everything else. So I think they're going to be able to make that happen. Robert Woods comes back, and all of a sudden, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I think they need to get it done, though, just to kind of – I think the trade, personally – for Stafford has already been validated, in yeah. my opinion, yeah. um, because I don't think you. I think you be you probably beat Arizona because Arizona just crumbled upon itself with yeah. Goff, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't beat Tampa with Goff. They don't beat the Niners with Goff. I don't yeah. think they win the division with Goff, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, I would. I would need to see. Yeah. More uh, like I, I like I'd be curious because yeah. I think they I could. Think, let me put it this way: I don't think we're talking about Cooper Cup as an MVP with Goff. No, 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 and that's, not. And that's something too. You know, after this game, right, I, especially if the Rams win, I'm going to need to stand on a soapbox for a minute here because there there are some things that have been happening in this football league that mm-hmm. I don't think people are paying attention to enough. When, when, when Cooper Cup doubles his offensive output of his previous two seasons just in this one season, mm-hmm. and the only thing that changed is who's giving him the ball, mm-hmm. 
there's some correlation there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There just is, right? So, but we'll we'll get to that another day. But um, yeah, I, this game is hard though, dude. I, I'm really excited. This is super fun. This very much felt like last year. I was really excited for last year's too. Now, obviously, it was it was a weird game because we always kind of were like waiting for Kansas City to figure it out, and they just never did. Yeah. Um, but without Brady, without Mahomes, right? It's it's two completely different faces, right? It's like. Yeah. Matt Stafford. That's why. That's why. It's it's like the last yeah. NBA Finals where it's yeah. like go, Devin oh, Booker and Chris yeah. Paul versus Giannis. Yeah, and you go. All, All right. right. Like I, I guess, guess I'll, I'll go yeah. with it. Like I don't know if it's going to yeah. be good. And no then Durant. It, no LeBron. No Steph. No Kawhi. I don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. Like like two small market teams that yeah. aren't really Your into normal. Comparison though between the Suns last year and the Bengals this year, I think is so a hundred thousand percent accurate in in the way that it is mm-hmm. i i don't think you could be more spot on quite frankly yeah. because it's hard to replicate this it, it is. really is so to be in your own division and have two three teams that are going to be potentially fighting for playoff spots topping off with other teams yeah. that are beating each other up too where you look at chiefs chargers if the broncos get aaron Rodgers, they're right into it yeah. as well or even like i mean you if Rodgers goes anywhere in the afc, AFC like steelers become, yep. browns absolutely miami yep colts name yep. a literally name any yep. relatively good team if Rodgers goes there they're automatically probably exactly. gonna be the favorites for sure and then you've still got kansas city right you've still got buffalo you've still got new england i know that it's not New England of old, but yeah. they made the playoffs yeah. for a reason, right? So the AFC is just so much more top heavy yeah. than the NFC. Like I think, I think if when we do our yeah. team rankings yeah. next year or whatever, I think I would not be shocked if it's AFC, AFC, AFC. Okay, NFC because of the Rams right. probably, or maybe you put like Seattle or whoever, yeah. and you go AFC, 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 Niners. No, Niners okay, <laughs> AFC. Like it's yeah. a lot of AFC yeah. teams in the Absolutely. like top ten. It's probably. Eight AFC teams, two NFC teams. Yeah, especially if the Packers. Especially if the Packers if the, lose. If the Packers lose Rodgers and Adams. Everybody in the NFC North is already out. Yes, by default. And if any, everyone in the NFC South, I think, is out because Brady's gone. Yep. Yep. And the and everyone in the NFC East, outside of probably yeah. Dallas. We're, we're getting off, but that's gonna be fun. But anyway, yeah. um, give me a score. Give me a prediction. Who wins this game? Yeah. See, that's tough. I know. I don't know. I got. I gotta go. I'm gonna go Rams. I think. It, it, to me, I gotta I gotta roll with my guy. I, I can't not pick him at this point. Yeah, I mean he's showed up in every in every game so far. I think this is his time. I think he gets it done, and I think if Stafford gets it done here, even if the Rams don't win it again, I don't. It doesn't matter at this mm-hmm. point. I think he solidified himself as the guy that we all thought he was, mm-hmm. and I think it's like, I think he's determined to get that done. Yeah, I, I think this is very much a validation thing, where. I know everyone's really hot on, on the Burrow stuff and everything else like that, but I think at some point you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point or another, maybe they just they get they pull one play mm-hmm. over Burrow, whether it's a sack, strip sack, something maybe not of his control. But yeah. I think this Rams team, all these guys that have been close, Donald's been close, Ramsey's been close. You know, they've all been close. I don't think they're gonna let it slip away now. Yeah, I I, I lean Rams yeah. generally. Yeah. Um, if Cincinnati wins this game, let me be very clear. I will not be shocked. Yeah, this is not a game I, where I go Rams by ten. I kind of, I, I also kind of want Cincinnati to win yeah. in a, in a sense because I don't think they'll get back, and it's one of those like I think Joe Burrow should oh through the through the road that Joe Burrow had to go to get there. Oh yeah, I think I think like Joe Burrow deserves to win this one. Um, uh, Stafford stayed twelve years with the Lions. If anybody deserves a Super Bowl here. It's Matthew Stafford. I mean, Stafford. He's, he chose to resign. It's Matthew so. Stafford. Um, it's Matthew Stafford. Um, 
But I also think the Rams can repeat next year. Like we we talked about last year, it was like all right, Chiefs, Bucks, who would more likely go back? Yeah. I thought the Bucks would more likely go back, yeah. and we neither one went back. But I definitely think the Rams could legitimately mm-hmm. go back next year. Mm-hmm. Bengals, I do not think sniff yeah. AFC Championship game, let alone a yeah. Super Bowl. So isn't it, weird that, isn't it weird that you're talking about the fact that you don't think they can get back here? Yet you're going to pick them to win this. No, game. I'm picking. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking the Rams to win. Yeah, but but, but you're like, like but that's a point. Though, yeah. so you're like, they could. Easily win this game. They very easily. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I wouldn't be shocked, and I kind of want them to, but like as an official pick, in according to my record of Mm -hmm. of Super Bowl picks, because I've only gotten two wrong since I started picking, um, and one was a very biased pick. Um, that Seattle year. Yeah, the Seattle year. They should have won that one. They should have won that one. (laughs) Which one did you? Who did you? Which one did you miss on? Did you miss on Chiefs last year? No, Patriots. Against oh, the Eagles. Eagles. Oh, yeah. I was, we all, we all missed on that one. We watched one. that together and we went, that's going to be our head coach next yeah. year. Cool. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll pick Rams for the official marker, but I kind of want the Chiefs. But like that's like a cop-out, so I'm just yeah. going Rams. Yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I don't I think do cop-outs yeah. here. I think, I think the Rams get it done, and I think it's going to be a great game. And I, I honestly, it's one of those things where I just want it, I just want it to be a good game at the end of the day, right? If it's yeah. close, we're playing it well, right? Let's just hope that everything gets done, you know, and it's – no controversies, no nothing like that. It's just it's a good, clean game, and just be happy that Mahomes isn't in it and Rodgers. Let's just be thankful for that um, so we can stop talking about it. But, you know, that's it. All right, real, let's shift focus here a little bit. So if you wanted your Super Bowl coverage, ladies and gentlemen, you got 40 minutes of it, so you can't tell us that we don't do the best in the biz. Let's talk Senior Bowl, though, Mike. Um, let's jump to the complete opposite end of the spectrum of the NFL, and let's talk about – um, the teams that are coaching the senior or that coach the senior bowl, we're, we're in mock draft season. Mike's shaking his head already. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Bad thing. Bad thing. I'm not cool. using this one. Oh, Actually, you know, I don't want to do a mock draft. Yeah. I just want to talk about yeah, the fine. idea of mock drafts right now. Yeah. Because I, well, I hate. Willis isn't going to. No, I hate a lot of ideas for for okay. lines mock drafts. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. We can talk about that to kind of get us brosed in. But uh, senior bowl happens, right? Jets and Lions were the uh, coaching staffs. Um, uh, a lot of news going on in the NFL right now. Uh, I'm going to wait till next week to talk about the Brian Flores lawsuit because mm-hmm. I do think that's important to talk about, and I think we should talk about it, but we're already 40 minutes. They did have Lions included in his lawsuit. They did, so. and I, and that's why I, kinda wanna, I do want to talk about that as well. So, but I do I, I, I want to give the Super Bowl its proper placement here because I think that's a, that's a top type of storyline. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the Brian Flores stuff next week, especially because – Especially if he gets hired by Houston or something like that, then that adds a whole other wrinkle. There's a lot of development there. So I, I kind of want to let that breathe, and we'll talk about it next week. But as far as the Lions go, the Jets, right, I think the national team gets the win, I think 20-10 to 10 or something like that was the final score for the Senior Bowl. Not that anybody cares. Um, but this gives the Lions a great opportunity. Cincinnati was coaching the Senior Bowl two years ago, so if you're a wholehearted optimist like myself is maybe the Lions could be in the Super Bowl two years from now maybe right that's what we're hoping for um but they coach the Senior Bowl lots of names right they gotta and and I really want to focus pretty much pretty heavily on the quarterback position here because I think that's what's on a lot of people's minds right they got a great look at Sam Howell you get a great look with Malik Willis you got and they even got practice time with the other teams too so they got to look at Kenny Pickett they got to look at Matt Corral um a lot of guys, right, that are all potentially potentially in that mix for them um, at any pick, really, I guess, right? And there's some news and notes that I kind of want to go over, right? Okay. So um, Brad Holmes talking about the fact that, you know, 
they're open for business at number two, which I don't necessarily think should shock anybody, quite frankly. You know, if the Giants come in and say, hey, we'll give you four and ten for two, I think they probably take that deal. Do I have this up? You know what I mean? I had a – yeah. Do I have it? Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> well, I'll keep going while you find it. Um, yeah, okay. Okay, here it is. It? So so I, I used the uh, draft uh, whatever. Simulator thing? No, not the simulator. The, oh. the thing that does the draft pick. So like the trade. Yeah, yeah. The draft, the oh, trade, yeah, yeah, yeah. the trade. The compensation compens- chart. The yeah. chart, yeah, yeah, the chart thing. Whatever it's called. I never know what it's called until I have to like look up an NFL trade yeah. chart Trades, thing. Yeah, like trade value, value chart. Trade value assigned to each pick. Yeah, so I had, I had two to equal exactly the 2,600 that the second pick would equal. Yeah. So I have the Jets and Giants both. Yeah. So the Lions, to get to the 2,600, would get the number four pick. Yeah. This is from the Jets. Yeah. Number four pick, the number 35 pick, which is the second round third yeah. pick, and then number 69, which would be third round fifth pick. Okay. That would equal 2,600, which okay. is what the to Lions... To drop to the fourth pick? To drop to number four. Four, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I forgot. I don't know why I said Giants, but I meant Jets. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that was, that's the Jets. I also have the Giants one. So okay. the Giants one... Uh, to drop to so, so the Giants would get two, the Lions would get number five, number thirty six, which is second round pick four, mm-hmm. third uh, number sixty seven, which is third round pick three, and number one hundred three, which is round four pick seven. Hmm. Yeah, to drop I, three spots. I'd be interested to see if they would be willing to give them that extra first round pick. And yeah. then the Lions throw something back their way. Yeah. You know, no, I didn't do yeah. any like no, no, you could. No, no, you could have did Lions get number yeah. or Giants get two and a second round pick. No, no, I get and you. then you yeah, get yeah. two first round yeah, picks. Yeah. Like you could have did something like that. Yeah. I was just going straight for the that's number two though. pick. But, but to your point, but that's that's about three or four picks. That exactly. You can get. So in this talent acquisition phase, if you're reading into it super hard, like some are trying to, right? Where it's like, man, they're just trying to accumulate talent, accumulate picks, and all that good stuff. Um, along coupled with the idea that, you know. Yeah, Tom Pelissero was really pushing Dan Campbell, right, to you know, give some information because Dan Campbell was an advisory guy this week, right, because he wasn't actually coaching. Yeah. Um, and you know, he was like, you know, could we use help at wide receiver? Absolutely. Do you want to probably get a linebacker? Yeah, maybe. Right. So, already him acknowledging, like, listen, obviously we need wide receiver help. Obviously, mm-hmm. linebacker is a huge need for us. Safety corner right it's anything besides offensive line basically they need help at in some capacity so it's a lot of messages right and a lot of great information coming out of the senior bowl i love the fact the lines got the coach the senior bowl because they got their hands on these quarterbacks mm-hmm. they got to see it um a lot of people from the lions staff apparently you know i thought they, they came away impressed with malik willis right a lot of people came impressed with him just in general apparently the rumor about it is it's the worst kept secret in the world that Pittsburgh loves Malik Willis at 15. Uh, I don't know if that happens or not, but you know, it is what it is. Um, It'd actually be a 20, but yes, at 20, sorry, not 15, but either way. Right. So it's like, okay, maybe right. Do the lions, if they want to get Malik Willis, do they want to trade up and try to snag him away? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case is, if they take him at two, that would be the biggest shocker ever. That would be the biggest shocker. That'd be, that'd be a tough one to swallow. Um, but lots of great news, though, coming out of the Senior Bowl. I love the Senior Bowl. I love the East-West ranking. I love all this stuff. It just draft talk in general, the hypotheticals just make mm-hmm. me so, so happy. Um, but you had a point, though, about the kind of the general feeling about some of these mock drafts, though. Talk yeah. to me about what you're feeling Yeah, about so, so I have a slight problem with <laughs> um, every mock draft for okay. Lions specifically. Okay. Now, I know not everyone's just, like, keen in on what the Lions are going to do and yeah. everything. So, we like, do, though. We do, though, because we, we live here. Yep. But, like, like, the mass media doesn't, like – 
it, it like break yeah. down the lines and like do this stuff, right? Yeah, I'm sure at some point we'll have the second overall pick and they'll still somehow go to commercial while we're picking. Yeah, that's exactly how that works. Unbelievable. So I so I I one disagree with the idea of picking a quarterback at number two. Yeah. I like I'm firmly against that. Yeah, like go sure. pick Aiden Hutchinson or Thibodeau. You need I to also pick best player on your board. Yeah, I also. Like with a lot of people that think that um, the Jacksonville should pick up one of the defensive ends, mm-hmm. I also disagree with that. I think Trevor Lawrence got dismantled last year, and I think he and needs Evan. Actively, I think you're seeing a starting to see a trend of that though, where they're going with a tackle instead. Exactly. Rather than where going I think a lot of people have like Aiden Hutchinson going number one. I yeah. think Evan Neal, the Alabama guy, yeah, is exactly. way more likely to go number there one. Could be three but that's offensive tackles going the top ten this year. Uh easily, very easily. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good offensive tackles. Yes, but my my fundamental one is not to take any of them. It's great. No, they don't have to take any of them. Renee and Decker, baby, we got it locked down. Let's go. Uh, my idea is with these late, um, the late first round, early second round. Okay. So, I think the idea of using the last Rams pick on a quarterback, I think, is absolutely asinine. Really? And here's no. So here's why. Okay. Why? So so you look at the team. So say you're 31 or 32. Does yep. not matter, right? right? Yep. So you look at the teams that will pick in between you and when you pick again, the Bengals and Jacksonville. What do they both have? Right. Quarterbacks. So what is the difference between picking a quarterback at 31 and a quarterback at 33? Fifth year option. It's the only reason. Fifth year option. See, yeah, that doesn't impact that's, me. That's it. That's it. No, and, seriously, and that's it. That is yeah. legitimately the only reason because you're 100 percent right. Yeah. But you, we, there is a history now of NFL teams trying to trade up into the back half of the first round, especially yeah. if they're picking at the top half of the second, yeah. to get back up to get that 31, 32 spot, specifically because it's going to cost them a fraction of the price to mm-hmm. pick up the fifth year than it would be in your sign of Yeah, see, that I is legitimately uh, it. Yeah, I see that is it doesn't impact me at all. I but, think it's so stupid. Yeah, but it, but in reality though, but to your point a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. If you're looking at this, if you want a quarterback and you want if you want Kenny Pickett or whoever whatever quarterback yeah. is the guy and he's available there and you're the Lions, shouldn't you take him anyway? Because He's the guy that you want yeah. to take. Right? I just, I just look at. If you're at, gonna take him at 34, why not just take him at 32 I, and get that and get I, that extra fifth year option? You see, I like there's that year. point. I look at it from the perspective. So like in this random yeah. mock draft we find, right, right? right? So they have Malik Willis going at 32, right? Yeah. The guy who goes at 33 is like Daxon Hill. Yeah. And I go, that's annoying because you could pick Daxon Hill at 32. Jacksonville then picks Numb Nuts, whoever. But, you were, but then you also have to worry about maybe Jacksonville trades down. And then a team hops you, and now you lose out on the one guy that you want. Now, obviously, that's, that's with every trade down. Yeah, that's, right. but yeah, yeah, that's I get not that. how that works. But, but at the same time, I think that if they do take a quarterback, right, I think it would be prudent for them to maybe out of those – if you're looking at if, – if that's where – if you told me right now the Lions are going to take a quarterback with either the, la- if the 31 or 32nd pick – or the 34th pick, mm-hmm. right? I'd rather them do it the 32nd pick. Just no, because yeah, of the fifth-year option, because at that point, he's going to be the top player on their board, right? And mm-hmm. I think also positional value comes into it a little bit too, right? Why, why miss on a guy when if you think he's your guy and he's your future, he's going to mask some problems. Mm-hmm. Coupled with the fact that I kind of hope they sign Marcus Williams to safety from Saints in free agency. <laughs> But yeah. your your point is yeah. definitely made, and I get it. But I think NFL teams though would tend to say, "Listen, if there's a quarterback that is falling, and we think he's the number one guy in this class, and we mm-hmm. really like him, they will definitely rather go and get him because they have the extra year of financial flexibility yeah. to determine whether or not, like the Browns, right, would be screwed this year because now they have to figure out if they're going to yeah. pick up the option, but." 
or see uh, and they have the opportunity yeah. to say yes or no that they have made a conscious decision to say we don't think he's the guy or we want to give him an extra year to really we need mm. to make sure we figure this out whereas if they don't pick up if they picked him in the first pick of the second round for instance He's going into a lame duck season. Mm-hmm. So it's either you're going to have to pay him a mug a ton of money, mm-hmm. and maybe he has 30 touchdowns next year, and then you got to, and then you want to happen with what Jared Goff and the Rams had to do, mm-hmm. right? Where, but they picked up the option. So it's a weird, but point yeah. is, right? You, you wind up with a bad contract, maybe, that on a guy that maybe you're not 100% sold on. And now you've lost the financial flexibility to improve your team elsewhere. I don't know. I just look at it in three years. Yeah. You should know if he's your guy or not. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. For sure. Like, right. I could tell you after a second yeah. year, Baker's not very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he's still there. Yeah. But that's what, that, and that's, and that's to my point. And, like, Josh Allen, I was like, after year three, I was like, he's your guy. Right. Sign him up. And they yeah. did. Like, normally, it doesn't take me a fifth-year season to no. go, is, is she going to – like, Mitch Trubisky, I was like, let's pick up his fifth year. He's awful. <laughs> against, unless he plays the Lions, he's awful. But, but if you're but if you're the Bears, right, in that situation, you go, we had to we traded up to get him. I don't know why you traded up to get him, but you did, right? You coupled bad decisions with bad decisions. But the point is that yeah. we traded up to get him. We hired a coach that we thought could develop him because he came from the same system that Mahomes was developed in, right? Yeah. So you want to, as an NFL franchise who has that much invested in him, it is not common to do what the Cardinals did, where mm-hmm. they just go, well, screw it. I guess we're just going to take another quarterback with mm-hmm. a top 10 pick. That's not that doesn't happen very often. So yeah. I think NFL teams are stubborn to a point where they go, I'm going to try to give this as much time as humanly possible to just be extra super double, extra mega sure yeah. that this guy is or is not the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you know, I understand what you're saying, but I think from the from the franchise perspective is Okay, we have a first-round pick invested in him. We hired a coach to get to, to fix him up. We got this, this, and we yeah. said this. this I, just, I, just, I also look at it as yeah. you're in the um, get as many good players as physically possible phase. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, it, like I think the yeah. team, the way you're building your team, yeah. I don't think the quarterback is not. It's not yeah, like you're not trying to build like a Mahomes. Like no. we're gonna air raid the ball. You're trying to insulate no. a quarterback into your system. Right. And so in that sense. I think that getting the best player at 32 or whatever, yeah. and then just picking your quarterback at 34. But if Malik Wilson is the best player on their board at 32, that well, that's different. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah, yeah like sure. that's 100 different. I would point to this though too, though, just to just to throw this on the fire as well before we kind of keep going is the fact that um, in, in this particular case, right, where okay, say they say they take a quarterback, right, in similar to the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously they're picking one mm-hmm. 32, but the point is, is that if as history shows, you find your guy, all of a sudden, that rebuild process, yeah. that you cut that time in half, right? Yeah. So if if they think Malik Wallace is the guy, and he turns out to be Mike Vick, yeah. okay, that's the best one I got Russell right Wilson. Now. Russell Wilson, sure, right? I don't think he's got the arm strength for that, but I digress. Anyway. I don't think so either. Yeah, but, you know, I, I'm with you, though, right? So whatever the case is, he, he's, a, he's a top 10 guy, mm-hmm. okay, top 10 guy in the league. All of a sudden... A lot of your problems yeah. go away. Yeah. Pete Carroll would not be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks right now yeah. if they didn't win that Super Bowl. I don't and see, I don't disagree with that point. Yeah. If yeah. you think like here's yeah. the thing, if Kenny if we were talking about Kenny Pickett, because yeah. I think he's the best quarterback in the class, sure. that's a totally different conversation. Yeah. I just I But just if Pickett don't. is but if Pickett does fall, say for whatever reason his hands yeah. measure small and that scares people because he hasn't yeah. measured his hands yet. Yeah. Just going on what's what's been yeah. available to us, right? Yeah. And he falls. Yeah. Just say he falls at thirty two. Then it's the I think it's the same I think I'm applying the same principle where you are he's your best guy, 
He's the guy. I, you I, need a quarterback. Take him. Yeah, I just uh, like I just, like I just don't see Malik Willis. It's just for me. Sure. Per- it's for just sure. me personally yeah, looking at these. Is I would much rather have like a Daxon Hill yeah. than picking that, that quarterback because I don't think yeah. I when I rate the players in this draft, mm-hmm. I rate Daxon Hill above Malik too. Willis. I, well, now, he, if you Daxon not going to be there at thirty-two. No, but but if Malik Willis is your best guy on your board, yeah. then I don't mind taking him. I just don't want you to pick a guy who's like 13th. I don't no. want you to take Desmond think, Ritter yeah. if because you want to take a quarterback no. for the fifth year. And honestly, here's my thing, too, about this to kind of put your mind at ease. From what I'm getting, right, just through the reporting and everything else that we're seeing online, as much love as you can say that I know Mark Brunel like freaked out when Malik Willis threw a check down because he went through like four progressions, right? Mm-hmm. That's something he was not asked to do at Liberty. Um, guess what? The Lions are not in pressure to do. Hmm. Take a quarterback. They have one. They yeah. have golf. There, yes. there is. There is no. This is not a situation where they're going in with Tim Boyle and, and David Blau at quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that yeah. now. If and I and I. This is where I kind of shoot back at those people who wanted the Carolina Panthers trade. I go because guess what? You weren't taking Justin Fields at eight. You weren't. You no. weren't. Go, you weren't doing it. It's just you know what you're taking, Mike Parsons. Yeah. That's who they were going to take. So. If, if you're going into this season with Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback, guess what? Now you're kind of forced to t- figuring out how to get a quarterback because mm-hmm. Bridgewater's awful. Yeah. And go- I will take Derek Goff every day, twice on Sunday, over Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. And you've already, you don't have any extra picks now. So that number two pick, are you now forcing a square peg into a round hole and mm-hmm. reaching for a guy? Yeah. Or are you just going to take best player available? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. So yeah. So, so I think yeah. we we both relatively have the same point. It's yes. just in different stances yes. of it. Yeah. I'm just like if like you have the fit- thirty two. I would just if they think he's the guy, then take. Him. Yeah. Like my thing is like at thirty two, you're like because of the fifth year option. I don't want them to take like Carson Strong because yeah, of the fifth year option thing. No, you know what I mean? No, like no, that's no. what yeah. I don't want them to do. I don't I don't want the fifth year option no. to be the reason they. Force I think a he's going to have to be the best player on their board. And let me put it this way. I won't be shocked if Malik Willis is sitting there and they and say if it's say if they don't sign a safety in free agency, right? Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, maybe they bring Tracy back, but they still need another guy. If if they're going into the season with Will Harris and, and Tracy Walker at safety and Malik Willis is sitting there, but they have Dax and Hill as graded a as a as an A player and Malik Willis is a B player, they're gonna take Dax and Hill. Yeah, and that's and that's I, just and what I, I hope yeah, that happens. And I think Brad Holmes is keenly aware of not reaching for a guy. He's gonna go. We're gonna find people that we love. That yeah, we fit this. And, and that's and that's what I hope happens. Yeah. Is that at, that's basically just my point. Is everyone's just having him pick a quarterback because yes. of the fifth year thing. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I just if if he's the best player, take him. Correct. But I want them to take their highest graded player at 32. Yes. And I think and not will. worry about yeah. that. I'm also. I'm and if you really love a quarterback, it. just take him two picks later. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. I think that it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do. You know, I, my dad is a huge Kyle Hamilton guy, right? He's he's super high on Kyle Hamilton and safety. I love him too. Uh, I think he's I think he's the best overall player in this draft. I agree a, with that. Without positional value and all that stuff, I think he's a freak of nature athlete. Yes. So, I don't know how you have it ranked currently, but as far as at the number two pick, if they're staying there, I would prefer Aiden Hutchinson over Thibodeau. In my sure. personal opinion, yeah, I, sure. I have him ranked sure. higher. Sure. Sure. Um, Thibodeau, the more film that I have watched, and I've actively made an effort to go and watch more of it, he scares me a little bit because I think that his flashy plays look amazing, mm-hmm. but I think there are plays where you go, where'd he go? Mm-hmm. And that to me, at number two, now I know Hutchinson is not Miles Garrett, mm-hmm. however, I've ne- I watched every Michigan game this year. And there was not a single play where I went, 
Aiden Hutchinson is to, took a playoff. Mm-hmm. He just didn't do it. Even in the Georgia game, right? Georgia, what was Georgia's game plan? Throw quick passes. We don't yeah. allow him to get there yeah. at all. Um, I think he's the pick for them. And I think he fits everything that the Lions are about. Hardworking guy. He's a team guy first. He's a leader. Everything that you want him to be, I think he fits that spot. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at with it. No, um, that's that's where I'm at. I just want um... – I don't know if they're necessarily locked in at two, though. I definitely think that they are very much open for business, and I think that they're very much looking to see, hey, listen, if we get a good enough offer, you know, maybe we can. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. There's no pressure on them right now. They're going to have two first-round picks. they got three picks in the first 35. There's a lot of – a lot that the Lions can do in this offseason. Um, and it's very exciting. I'm really excited for free agency as well. So um, keep an eye out for that. We're going to start our mock draft season uh, officially next week mm-hmm. because right now, if you want to give me a mock draft, I guarantee you, a mock draft you'll find out there will probably be Lions take Aiden Hutchinson at two. They take Malik Willis at 32, and they take Traylon Burks from Arkansas, the wide receiver, at 34. Mm-hmm. There you go. I just did you a mock draft because yeah. that's, that's very common to see all of those things. Now, in a perfect world – you know, say they don't take a quarterback and they take Daxon Hill and Chris Olave. Somehow Olave falls to 32 and Daxon Hill falls to 34, and I'm crying, and it's the best day ever. But <laughs> it just happens. But um, so next week we'll do our official first mock draft. Any mock draft, Michael, that has David Ojabo going to is automatically disqualified because that's the dumbest thing I've ever read. Yes, so, I agree. Not happening. Okay, um, let's check it out on the other sports though, right? Let's talk. Uh, let's talk wings first. I want to. I want to talk about them because they are officially at the All Star break. Um, Wings right now, let me get their record up real fast here because I want to make sure that I get this accurate. Um, we've got Dylan Larkin representing the Wings right now um, at the All-Star Game. But they are currently right now 20-21-6 and six with six overtime losses. They have 46 points right now. They are nine points back from the Bruins um, for whatever that's worth. So I think right now, as of as of... As of today, I believe they are third in the wild card. Mm-hmm. If I if I had to guess correctly, um, but they're they're quite a few they're quite a few games back as, as of right now. I'm gonna look up wild card standings just in case, just to see where just to see where everybody's at. Just uh, yeah, sure. they're third. Are they third? You got yeah. it already. Yeah. They're better than me. Yeah. Um, you got uh, yeah, the, right, yeah the Capitals and the Bruins, Bruins right? are yeah. above them. They have 59, 50, 59, 55 points. Detroit yeah. has 46 points. Right. So so let's let's put this in perspective, though, right? The, the, this this team this is a fun team to watch at times. Now, we've had some games this year where I go, oh, boy. Um, uh, it's It's been rough defensively. Um, but overall, right, we talked about this a little bit um, last year, a couple weeks ago, right? We were talking about the Lucas Raymond, the Moe Zyrus, and stuff like that. I want to I wanna revisit that real fast, right? So Lucas Raymond right now is leading the league in points in the NHL for rookies at 35. Mm-hmm. Mo Sider is tied for fourth as a defenseman um, with 29. Okay. They, the Wings have two guys in their, out of the top five, yeah, five people that are, in, you know, in the lead right now, which is insane. Um, obviously, Anton Lindell, Trevor Zegers from Anaheim, Michael Bunting from Toronto, the other three um, in between Raymond and Mo Sider. But you're starting to see the Iser plan come together. Now, I don't know about you, Mike, but I didn't necessarily go into this season think, man, they're just, you know, if they can go above 500 this, you know, the second half of the year, maybe catch fire a little bit to kind of close this gap a little bit between them and Boston, 
we could be talking about them playing meaningful hockey games to get into the playoffs this year. I don't know how you felt about it. Now, we're going to talk Pistons in a minute and how woefully wrong I was about that. But um, for the Wings, though, I don't think you or I, maybe I'm wrong about you, but I, I, I was not anticipating some of these young guys playing as well um, as they have been. Yeah. Or uh, this early on being such contributors um, with, uh, you know, with, with what they're doing, right? Like yeah. this, this, this team in general is fun to watch. It's young and it's something where, and you're missing Jacob Rana to a shoulder who is trying to work his way back too. So you're really, you don't even have one of your best players out there this whole year. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, you're just staying in the fight, which yep. I think is a great step going forward. Yeah, I know. I 100% agree. Um, I think they're playing way better than what I thought. I think it's like completely yeah. the inverse of what the Pistons are doing. <laughs> yeah. Where I think, well, at least you thought they, the yeah. Pistons would be much better and yeah. the Wings would be much worse. I thought I thought the I thought the Wings and Pistons would both be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Wings being able to at least be in contention. I mean, being the third in the wild card mm-hmm. is quite crazy considering like two years ago they had like 19 points or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I think they're I think Not they're good. doing well. I think I think the players that they've drafted and developed over the last couple of years are finally yeah. starting to play a little bit yes. and you're finally starting to see like like they're actually like like you said they're like fun to watch. Yeah, they're, they're not are. good no. and the good teams beat up on them a little bit mm-hmm. but at least they're like they try to stay competitive against the average to good teams and that's kind of what you want to see at this point in the rebuild process yep. is just be competitive the pistons don't even look competitive half the yep. time yeah. um we're gonna get to them in a minute so don't, yeah don't and though and the wings at least look like competent through some teams let me just run through some ages just just so everyone's clear right you know we, we went from a team that was super old right we're signing 30 year olds to five-year contracts right um dylan larkin 25 uh, Robbie Fabry, who just signed a three-year extension, he's 26. Um, Giovanni Smith, 23. Jacob Rana, who they traded in that Anthony Mantha traded for in the Anthony Mantha trade, 25. Tyler Bertuzzi is 26. Lucas Raymond's 19. Philippe Zadina, 22. Mo Sider, 20. Gustav uh, Lidstrom, 23. And Alex Nedeljkovic is 26. So just to, that's just some highlight, like high level, like guys where you go, wow, mm-hmm. like that. That's insane. Insane to me that like you feel like Larkin's been here fifteen years. Yeah, at this and point, and he's like he's been here about three years. Yeah, he's twenty five. Yeah, that's that's insane. Highest suitor twenty five, right? Like you know, and those are just some of these games, you know. So like obviously you've got the Gagne's, he's thirty two. Nemesikov, he's twenty nine, uh, but like they don't have a left wing. Justin Ablicator's technically on their roster technically <laughs> but like 26 is Bertuzzi Adam Ernie is 26 Jacob Ron is 25 Giovanni Smith is 23 Carter Rowney is their oldest right wing at 32 and then you've got Mark Mark Stahl is their oldest defenseman at 35 mm-hmm. and then De Kaiser. so it's like at 31 so it's a young team yep. they're playing up right and it really feels like to me and I kind of got the sense in the draft where Eiserman was like Screw this! I I know what the deficiencies are, and we're gonna fix we're gonna fix this yeah. immediately. You know they take they take a winger and they take a they took a winger defenseman and then they took a goalie. But like, I feel like this off season is where they're gonna go. All right, that's enough. Like let's go. Like <laughs> let's get go, a guy. Yeah, or two, we're gonna yeah. go get a guy. Yeah. Like I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of dealing with this crap. Like let's just figure it out. And, yeah. And we're just gonna. Figure yeah. It I out. yeah. I would not be shocked that this off season is the year they they pulled the trigger yeah. on somebody. 
Because yeah. I think because I think the Tigers were in a very similar spot last year, two years ago, where yes. or this past season, I mean, yeah. is where you had like a Kilbadu and all these yeah. like younger guys starting to flourish. You have Grossman and um, or not Grossman, um, Torkelson and Riley Green mm-hmm. still coming through AAA or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you were like, okay, let's get that one or two big name guys, yep. and then maybe we can start rolling this year. And that's why this year a lot of Tigers fans are optimistic about like eighty. 85 wins possibly and maybe fighting for the wild card this year is because of their young guys are playing well and they got that veteran guy now this season you're seeing the uh, young guys play well if you can now pull that veteran guy or two in the in the free agency market then it's like next year maybe it's like finally okay now we can compete for the wild card maybe even you know higher wild card even division possibly And and you're signing guys you're like listen it's an obvious need let's go try to get somebody who fits our who we are right mm-hmm. like it just is what like looking at this right now obviously there's probably gonna be some guys signed but in the 2022 2023 season they're gonna have 37 million dollars in cap mm-hmm. their highest earners at the moment larkin at 5.25 verona at 5.25 and bertuzzi at 5.25 and then it's heronic and then robbie fabry um to say that this team has the ability to go get some people is an understatement of the century. Um, Even right now, they've got $10 million in cap. Let's think about that for a second. We went from a team who is currently still having to pay Justin Ablicator a million dollars and Franz Nielsen 500 grand. So they've got $3 million tied up to guys that they bought out because gross. And they still now have a pick in the first round. You have two second round picks, three fourth round picks. Like salary cap all of a sudden looks healthy again. Mm -hmm. We got picks. You're hitting on the last picks yeah. on the most cider and the Lucas Raymond. Those are your two drafts with Iserman that you hit. Yep. I mean, I don't know what else to feel besides optimistic about this team. Yeah. It's very exciting. This Dumb uh, and the and the Tigers are the two very yeah. optimistic teams right now right. where it's like you go in, it's like maybe we actually and maybe that's why I feel like this about the Lions a little bit because I've seen what the what the Wings did, right? Yep. Where you went, all right, listen, you have to take a step back. We've got to get rid of the garbage. We've mm. got to just grit and bear it because at the other side we're going to come out and be like oh we got money we got picks we got all these things yeah and like i feel like the lions are and now right it's, yeah now you got now you got three picks in 34 exactly. and you got like, all this oh, stuff going yeah, yeah two first rounds next two years and you're like you know i definitely think they have the right guy in eisman we're gonna see if we have the right guy in holmes but it's it's very interesting to say the least so it's a lot it's, it's very very exciting i'm very excited yeah. for this team um all right let's just focus to the hardwood let's talk basketball here we were talking about the Pistons earlier. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, I whiffed hard on them. I definitely thought they would be a better basketball team than they are, and they're um, extremely frustrating to watch, to yep. say the very least. Um, here's what we know, right? We know Kate Cunningham's a dog. Mm-hmm. We got that. Got He's it. awesome. Uh, Shadiq Bay clearly should be a part of this team's future, barring, I guess, a trade for a mega superstar. Yeah. I guess, yes. right? And we've got Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart. All three of them in the Rising Stars game, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, those look to be your pillars to build around. Yeah. I, I, I would say if you want to get the four pillars, it's those three and whoever you get in this upcoming draft. Yep. Pending, it's like a top four pick. Yeah, right. I would agree with is, that as well. Is what you're looking at. I mean, at talk right to now. me about what you're seeing because to me, I, I've I in, in preparation for this, right? I've gone back and watched some games I watched the last couple weeks, and I've just been. Oh God, it's just it's yeah. been tough to say the very least. Um, I just I hate a lot of people on this roster. I yeah. just do. I, I Corey Joseph starting kills me. Uh, Rodney Magruder does nothing for me. Um, 
it, it just there's just so many guys on this team where I go, it's just not it's not good. They're yeah. not good. It's just it is it's what, what it is. is. Yep. And I know you got to fill spots and you got to people people out there, but man, do I just wish we were playing everybody. Like I wish Livers was healthy mm-hmm. so we just play him. I don't yeah. know why Saban Lee's not playing for us and he's yep. playing for Motor City Crew. Like some of these guys, I just want to go. Play all the young guys. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you've got 12 wins. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you have to lose? Yeah. So yeah. So um, what do we get the first overall pick again? Oh darn it! Like yeah, what? Like yeah. <laughs> we, we're we're slowly going into the what I've been saying yeah. all year long. Yeah. Which this is turning into the uh, the Detroit Kate Cunninghams. Yes. Like it's like the Dallas Luka Doncic's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much turning into that. Or when he plays and he's playing well, the team the team looks good. <laughs> yeah, like Shadik Shadik gets open yeah. more. Yep. You know whoever yeah. is in other than Kate and Shadik, they're they're like balling. Whether it's yeah. whether it is Corey Joseph or Frank Jackson or oh. Ronnie McGruder or Josh or whoever it is. Yeah. As long as Kate's in the game, yeah. that everyone else looks relatively good. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Stewart plays good at the four when Kelly Olynyk's in at the five in the second unit. Like which they, they need all, to do more of, by the way. Yeah. Um, but they all look good, and then the second Kate Cunningham goes out, everyone kind of looks around and goes, "So what's who's scoring? Who's scoring?" Jeremy Grant, like, I'll take bad shots. Yeah, sure, I don't care. Jeremy Grant's like, "I'll take a couple threes and miss them all." And, and Shadik Bay is like, "Now I'm getting double teams, so I can't make anything now." And Isaiah Stewart's like, "I play good defense still." And Corey Joseph's like, "I'll throw, I'll shoot fadeaway bank shots," and everyone goes, "What? Well, what are you doing?" Yeah. And the whole team kind of falls apart. Yeah. So. Uh, it's my it's my one fear that I had for this team that I think can overcome if Cade is like what Cade's doing, but it's it's been my concern all year is we're just gonna turn into all right Cade, take us through it and it's it's definitely where we've yeah, gotten I'm to. Yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna just read off some of these names here because it's it's a it's an absolute shit show. But like okay, like Diallo, I mean you're give or take. So it's like I guess I want to give you time, but you're making five point two million. I'm not real thrilled about that. Um, Luca, I mean, he's a rookie, right? Jeremy Grant, we know is probably out here. We're going to hit on him in a second. Um, like Frank Jackson, goodbye. Uh, I get it, you're 23. I don't care. I want you gone. Josh Jackson, useless to me. Corey Joseph, you're 30. Goodbye. Um, Trey Lyles, I mean, he, for what you are. He, he plays well yeah. if he was a ninth man. Exactly. Um, Kelly Lennox, fine. I need to see more out of him, though. Yeah, he's been hurt. Um, and just some of these guys that are in their rotation, I'm just like, you you, you offer nothing mm-hmm. for me right now. And they're playing big minutes, and I'm just like, we're paying. why are we paying Frank Jackson $3 million? This doesn't make sense to me. Like, I get it. Like, it's a great story and everything like that. And I think at times he's streaky. We're all, okay, draw. Frank Jackson had 20 points tonight. But then there's eight games where he's 0 for 8, and you're just like, dude, this is terrible. Um, yeah. Talk to me, though, a little bit about – you know, it's so like I said, we've got some guys in the rising stars, right? Which is which is cool, right? So you kind of, like I said, you I feel like you can still kind of see the 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 end of the tunnel. Yeah. So bit. so I I've thrown out the idea that I yeah. think you trade Jeremy Grant away. Okay. What are you hoping to get out of that though? Because that's that's, that's up in there. I'm not good with NBA compensation, so yeah. I'm probably if I you have could pull no idea. I don't know what you can even I'm get for get, him. You need to get a first round pick. I think you'd probably get a first round pick and a and a role player. Probably yeah. is probably what you're banking on right now. And if you get that, then you're fine. Um, that's terrible. But I don't like Jeremy Grant. The Jeremy Grant thing is you have to get rid of him. The compensation, depending on what the final deal would be, as if I like it or not. Like, I don't have, like, oh, you have to get a first-round pick. If you get a second and a good player, maybe that'd be fine, too. I don't know. Jeremy Grant's not really doing anything for you anyway. So, But I think if you get a top-four pick, I think getting a guy like a Jabari Smith or a Pablo Benchera from Duke, like getting one of those guys is going to be huge because if next year – 
you can roll in with Kate at the one if you can find a shooting guard. Yeah. And then you can get Shadiq, Jabari Smith, say, and then you get um, Isaiah uh, Beef yeah. Stew, right. Isaiah Stewart. I think that's a much better looking lineup than yeah. what you have with like Killian, Cade, who knows who, Shadiq, and, J- and Isaiah Stewart. Like, yeah. I, like, I think you can build something there yeah, and your, your roster gets younger. You know they're paying $7.8 million to DeAndre Jordan next year for that trade. Oh, no, I did not yeah. know that. That's a lot of money. Yeah. They're still going to have $22 million. Yeah, they have a good amount of cap still, yeah. but they can they can get one big splash signing if they if they wanted to. Like one like $14 million like big guy if they wanted to. But It's just, oh, God, it's just not not great. I don't know. It's, so for me, usually it, I, I look at it as the NBA, you need about an eight to nine man rotation, and right now you have like two and a half. Yeah. The other thing, I'm starting to get frustrated a little bit with Dwayne Casey, too. Okay. Because. I feel like, and I don't know if this is something that him and Trey Weaver have have you know like dedicated, like made this like a, a reason. Don't really know, um, but like for me, I don't understand the logic behind starting a Corey Joseph when you have a Saban Lee. And like I get it, maybe because you're paying him, you know, five million dollars this year for whatever the hell reason, mm-hmm. um, but like. I feel like at some point you know what Corey Joseph is going to give you. So what what exactly does he and he's here next year too for five million dollars, which is disgusting. But like what are you what are you getting out of this, right? Like why not have Killian? Why not have Saban Lee be playing more minutes for you instead of Corey Joseph eating minutes for you? Mm-hmm. I guess I just don't get that. Like why not move Corey Joseph to the two and and let Killian run it if Cade's on it or whatever. Yeah. Because you got to see what you have there, and mm-hmm. if you don't, and if you don't have anything, then it's time to cut bait and let's go. Yeah. But like, and you need to just say, well, look, we missed. It's fine. But like, I would rather them do that and give the guy every chance to succeed and fail than have him come off and play garbage minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I just I, feel, I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a, a Dwayne Casey thing. I think if that if they don't turn it around in the second half where they look at least presentable, I think. I won't be shocked to see Dwayne Casey get fired. No, I wouldn't either. Because I think at this point, as much as I thought he is a good hire, he's getting to the point where it's like, but we're not seeing any progress. Yeah, We've taken a step back this year in in some regards. I I look at it as like you're about the same as you were last year, but with Cade, you should be better. Right, exactly. And and we're not getting there. So it's it's, it's tough. Um, yeah, I, it's, just, oh, it's just so frustrating. I hate to end the show on a negative note like this, but it's just, it's so hard to watch. It's, it is. it's so bad. Like, it really is. It just frustrates the hell out of me, really. But they need they need a, another guy mm-hmm. so badly, yes. so, so badly for them to, to kind of really succeed. It's, it's amazing to me to see the level of rebuild and where they're at, where the wings are and the pistons are. Where you're just like, man, you feel like the wings are just right on that tipping point where they go, all right, let's go. Like, yeah. let, and now it's time where the pistons are like, we're just going to. Just yeah. keep on the crazy dropping. thing is, if you're keeping track of like their rebuild status, yeah, I feel like like everyone like the Pistons went to the rebuild. I feel like first almost. I mean, they really the Tigers did, but the Tigers oh, are yeah. farther ahead. Yeah. But like, I feel like the Lions, Wings, and Pistons all went into it relatively at the same time, yeah. and the Pistons are just so far behind well, everyone Pistons, else now. The Pistons started earlier, but because they had more work to do because of the Blake Griffin stuff. Yeah, so you're like, oh, we traded away all these assets. Just to get Blake Griffin. Oh, we made the playoffs. Great. And then we got destroyed. And then now what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's like so much, like, everyone, like, the Lions are like, in two years, we might be really good. Yeah. And the and Wings are like, next year, we're probably going to ramp yeah, up. Right. And the Pistons are like, we're still like 
two years, three years, yeah, away. two three years of drafting. Yeah, before really before we can out. finally get our five man rotation set, so yeah. we can actually get going. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a bit. And the Tigers are like, we're hoping for playoffs this year. Yeah, play. Tigers are like, we yeah. might make the playoffs. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, and that would be great to see. Quite frankly, we yeah. need playoff. We need playoff ball in any sort here in Detroit. So it's gonna be yeah. fun. Oh, real quick, I do want to ask this before we end. This will be a fun thing to end on, real fast, because it's not serious. Okay. Thoughts on the USFL Michigan Panthers. <laughs> Hiring Jeff Fisher as their head coach. Love it. I think sure. he's the best coach in the league because I don't oh. know who anybody else is. Yeah, I mean, I, I know uh, who Kevin Sumlin is from Texas A&M. But um, I yeah, I I mean, Todd Haley sounds good. Um, I'm excited. It's, it was starts in April, so I'm I just get more excited. football. I'm so excited. I can't wait for this draft. When the Michigan Panthers draft happens and we see who's actually on this team, yeah, we are doing. A heavy deep dive. Yeah. Just be prepared for that. Just yeah. Like we and we, we don't know anybody, but we're we like, Jordan Tabu, baby. Yeah, Here we right. go. Who's that guy? We got Hawks. Best quarterback ever. Yeah. Clearly. He was um, really good. Yeah, he was, actually. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten more of an opportunity. Um, but, yeah, very excited for that. Just wanted to bring that up, too. So, if, you, if you're not following, by the way, if you go on Instagram, go on Twitter, follow the USFL. Let's... Let's try and give this league a shot, right? Like, I know the XFL is going to try to make a comeback next year, too. But, like, more football, the better, man. Mm-hmm. And with all these young guys and stuff like that, I think it's going to be crazy. So just run to get your impressions real fast. Because I think of all the people they could have hired, it's like, ah, the stash is back. Mm-hmm. It's craziness it's to me. Wild. Absolutely crazy. None of this 8-8 eight and eight bullshit. I mean, games are going to play like they 10. Go, they go 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> five, 5 and 5, baby. Here we go. Yeah, we're not a 500 football team. Goes proceeds to go worse than 500. Sean McVay, literally the next year, playoffs. Yeah. And you go, oh. Yeah, let's see. There's what? So there's eight teams. So, yeah, they play 10 games, right? I so, think so, yeah. I think, I think so. they play each of their division twice and yeah. then each one. Yeah, so, yeah, 5 and 5, baby. Here we yeah, go. Here we go. Playoffs. 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 <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> let's go. That's going to be it for this week's show, though, guys. Next week, obviously, um, oh, we're not talking about Super Bowl yet because it won't be won't be done yet. But I don't know. What well, that's awkward. That? Wow. What are we talking about? You were really we were excited about. to talk. Super I was really Bowl. talking about Super. Bowl. I was like, oh, I'm so excited to talk uh, about our first talk mock about draft. Oh, we got mock draft. Yeah, we are going to be talking about. And then draft. we got we're, Elimination Chamber that pulls in. We have in. Elimination Chamber. We're also going to be talking NXT Vengeance Day as well for sure. So more wrestling next week for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then maybe we'll have to have a quick hitter as the as our Super Bowl response. Just in case, I might make might I might make Mike jump on. Show up. <laughs> That's okay. gonna be it for this week's show, though, guys. On behalf of the Missing Well Man, he's the Merkel, Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. We will see you guys as always next time.